Hey there, guys and gals, all you hip cats, cool kittens, you diesel-powered disciples of cool. This is the Tales from the Flipside podcast on the Diesel Punk podcast, and I am your host, the king of swing, the tower of power, the diesel punk prophet of pop culture, the artist also known as Big Daddy Cool. You can call me Johnny. And on this week's episode, we are going to be reviewing Star Wars The Last Jedi. And I want to warn you up front, this review is full of spoilers. But before we get that, we need to uh, we need to welcome a brand new sponsor, a brand new sponsor, Swap.com. And you guys know that um, any sponsors that we bring onto the program... I give a test drive to myself. I am a customer of, and uh, the same is true with Swap.com. You know, it's crazy how much we pay for brand new, brand name clothes. I mean, my wife would buy brand new kids clothes, and they just outgrow them in a few months, right? And wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? And there is. It's Swap.com. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. You don't have to drive from store to store and sift through racks. I'm horrible at that. I am not a hunter. I, I I love thrift store prices, but I don't like having to hunt for something I can use or something that I want. But it swap.com you can shop millions of clothes in just seconds there are over 14 million tons of textiles that are wasted each year and shopping secondhand swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like uh, like Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. There are between 6,000 to 10,000 new items added daily. And if something doesn't fit, you can enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days with no questions asked. Now, I just bought... An awesome red and navy polka dot tie. It's a um, it's a J Crew tie. Normally retailed for about 30 40 bucks. I got it for seven bucks on swap.com. And Christmas is coming up. People are having ugly sweater contests. There are thousands of ugly sweaters available, many under 10 bucks. So you can check out holiday wear that won't break the bank. New Year's Eve is just around the corner, and what a selection of little black dresses for a fraction of retail prices. And one of the top three New Year's resolutions is that you're going to save more money, and here's an easy way to save and not sacrifice style. And we know that for diesel punks, style is a big, big deal. So for those of you who are making your, your own diesel punk outfits, shop at swap.com to find those pieces in just seconds instead of going from thrift store to thrift store to thrift store. 
Now we've got some special offers. Special offer for girl listeners. You can take 40% off your first order on swap.com and get free shipping. All you got to use all you got to do is use the promo code flipside40. That's flipside40. Take 40% off your first order. Now I said that was for the girls, but guys, you can use that too. They're not going to know. Anyway, check them out swap.com and uh, i think you'll dig them in a big way just like i did all right it is time to talk about star wars the last jedi and like i said at the start this review is going to be filled with spoilers i I am going to pull no punches so if you don't want to hear or listen to anything about spoilers turn this off right now Come back after you've watched the movie and see if you agree with my assessment. So, first things first. And uh, just so you know, I'm broadcasting today from the bedroom studio at the temporary Casa de Cool. We moved and uh, we're in an apartment in the transition. And so, I am in the bedroom studio. So, uh little bit different sound today, but that's all right. So, uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. First of all, some of you might be wondering, well, Johnny, why are you uh, syndicating this review on the Diesel Punk podcast? Is Star Wars Diesel Punk? And I would submit to you that, yes, it can be. It fits all of the criteria. It's contemporary in origin. It has the aesthetics of the Diesel era, the 20s 30s 40s and 50s and we're going to talk a lot about those aesthetics in a minute and it's got sci-fi and fantasy retro futurism and the last jedi certainly fits all of those uh, criteria so let's talk about uh where we are when we start this movie when this movie opens up um the, the, the crawl, the opening crawl, serves us extremely well because it sets up where we are in the uh, Star Wars universe. The, the New Order has crushed the Alliance, the, uh, the Republic, rather. They have, they've crushed the Republic and they've taken over, and the only thing that remains of the Republic is the the band of resistance fighters now in the first movie the resistance were like a special task force that general leia was leading to prevent the victory of the new order and in this movie the new order has won and they are in control now and so now the resistance has become the new rebel alliance luke is still missing and ray has been sent off to find him so uh, I'm going to talk about the good things in this movie. And, and let me just preface this by saying that I enjoyed The Last Jedi a lot. I liked it more than The Force Awakens. And it, for me, was on par with um, you know probably my top three or four favorite Star Wars films. And that's just on my first viewing. Now... There were a couple of pacing issues, a couple of times in the in the beginning where I felt like it was moving a little bit slow, um, but 
that that's one of my only minor quibbles. The other quibble that I have is the the characterization of Luke Skywalker at the start. He was obviously a very um, broken and embittered former Jedi Master. He had shut himself off from the Force, and he wanted to be left alone. But he acted a little bit like a spoiled brat. Very reminiscent of the Luke in A New Hope. But I wanted to go to Tashi Station. Just leave me alone. Don't you know I want to be left alone? That was kind of his attitude at the start. And that was a little bit grating. But pacing and Luke's characterization at the start of the movie aside, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Now, here's there was a lot of comedy in this movie. And in a lot of ways, I felt like this was a uh, mashup in style and tone of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. A lot of people, you know, thought it was just going to be kind of another rehash of Empire Strikes Back. And while there were certain elements of that, there was a lot of fun moments, a lot of popcorn moments like there were in Return of the Jedi. And one of the funniest bits was right at the beginning. Poe Dameron is uh, taking on the, uh, the New Order Dreadnought, basically a super star destroyer, one on one in his X Wing, and he hails General Hux. And General Hux, you know, replies, and Poe Dameron acts like he's on a telephone call on hold, waiting for Hux. And, you know, some people have said it doesn't fit the Star Wars universe. Well, how do we know? How do we know? Yes, they, they they probably don't use telephones, but they do use, you know, hollow messaging. Um, they do use audio messaging. You know, this might be, you know, to have someone waiting on hold might, could be, you know, just like in our society, a common occurrence. Regardless, it was a lot of funny. It was really funny. Um, when we get to, uh, the scenes on, uh, the planet where Luke is held up, and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the planet off the top of my head, uh, one of the things we get to see, you know, that bratty, whiny Luke Skywalker, leave me alone, I'm not gonna go with you, and Ray is like, well, the Resistance needs you, Master Jedi, and, and he's acting like a little spoiled brat, and Chewbacca, just breaks down the door of Luke's hut. And not just knocking it down, he knocks it across the hut. He just totally... I mean, it was really one of the first times we've ever seen Chewbacca use the brute strength that he's legend... uh, allegedly had. That he, you know, that's part of his legend. And um, it was really, really good. Um, Let's see. Uh, Kylo Ren really got his ass handed to him by Snoke um, for for failing to capture Rey to be defeated by a girl. A lot of sexism in Scope. Uh, smoke. Smoke? Scope? Snoke. Snoke. A lot of, lot of misogynistic tendencies in Snoke. And, um, you know, he tells Kylo Ren, 
take off that helmet. It's ridiculous. And Ren, Kylo Ren throws a huge temper tantrum and smashes the helmets to pieces in the uh, turbo lift. And, um, you know, that, that was really funny. Um, another good thing, let's see, when, when Ray presents the uh, lightsaber to Luke, you know, instead of him asking, where did you get this? Who are you? What, you know, what's going on? He just tosses it over his shoulder in intentionally into the what he thinks is going to land in the sea and walks away. Um, you know, it was it was kind of jarring, but in hindsight, it might have been the best reaction they could have come up with. Um, and, you know talking about you know luke skywalker being a whiny brat it's finally r2d2 who you know luke says give me one reason why i should help her and luke or, or r2 turns on the hologram of leia from a new hope help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope and it was a great nod to the original trilogy um, and, and Luke is just like, that's a cheap trick, but it makes him come to his senses. Um, um, oh, you ever wonder where blue milk came from? We found out in this movie and it was kind of weird. A lot of people have been complaining about the Porgs. Um, the Porgs are this, this hybrid of birds and uh you know uh penguins and uh, you know I, who knows what else very cute little animals that live on the island where luke skywalker has gone into isolation they um you know they fly around the island and uh, in one scene chewbacca has captured and killed two of them and is roasting them over the fire and the rest of the porgs are standing around watching him just in absolute dismay that he would be eating one of their friends. It was <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was funny. But it showed a different side of Chewbacca. Because Chewbacca looked at the porg. He looked in his eyes. He saw the despair. He looked at the roasted porg he's about to eat. And then changes his mind and decides he's not going to. Um, Alright. So there's a moment in here. Where Leia. General Leia is on the bridge. And the bridge gets blown up huge explosion everyone gets sucked out into space um seemingly everyone dies and at first this was a a shocking moment but the more shocking moment was that there was no emphasis on it it was like a throwaway it was like they they moved right on past it i'm like oh my god leia just this was leia's death scene and they didn't even like acknowledge it. It has no meaning. And it wasn't just Leia. It was Admiral Akbar and the entire bridge crew. But she didn't die. She didn't die. She. This is how badass Leia has become. Since Return of the Jedi and this new trilogy, she's obviously trained with Luke. And, you know, remember in the extended universe, the expanded universe that was made non-canon, Leia had become... A more powerful Jedi than Luke had. Well, 
in this movie, we see that she has trained, she has become a powerful Jedi because she gets, she survives an explosion, she survives getting sucked out into the vacuum of space, and then she uses the Force to pull her back from hundreds of yards out in space back into the Rebel Cruiser. It was bad ass it was really really fantastic and um you know leia jedi leia is one of my favorite concepts in the star wars universe and we've never really seen it and here we saw it and it was awesome awesome um so i mentioned akbar was killed off so my favorite character of the movies uh, was uh vice admiral holdo um, she was played by, um, Laura Dern and she was beautiful and tough and a military genius. And, uh, her relationship with Poe Dameron was very reminiscent of, uh, the movie Top Gun because Poe is kind of maverick and, uh, Vice Admiral Holdo acts a little bit like Iceman or like the commanding uh, officer, the Admiral. Um, and um, I, I liked her a lot. We're going to talk more about her in a minute. Um, Maz Katana made a cameo. She's seen on a hollow screen uh, in the middle of a firefight fire fight with a jetpack on. She was badass. I want to see more of Maz. Um, so Luke starts training Ray. And he tells her to reach out and she, you know, she closes her eyes. He tells her to reach out and she literally reaches her hand out and he's got this, this tree branch and he starts tickling her hand. He says, do you feel that? She's amazed. Yes, I do. And he slaps her hand. It was a very funny, uh, funny moment. Um, very reminiscent. A lot of these scenes with Luke training Ray of Yoda training Luke on Dagobah. Um, there was a fight in the rain with Ray and Luke, and this is one of the scenes in the uh, in the trailer that kind of led you astray and made you think that you know Ray was turning to the dark side, or that maybe Luke had turned to the dark side. No, it was him trying to prevent her from running off and facing Snoke and Kylo Ren, very much like the scene on Dagobah when Yoda says, "You are not ready," and and you know if. If you leave now, you will not save them. You will not complete your training. He's he's basically saying the same thing to Ray. This will not end the way you want it to. Um, but here's what's interesting about that scene: is Ray bested Luke in combat, and in that scene, he falls backwards and he catches himself with the Force and prevents himself from hitting the ground. It was really really cool. But Ray bested him too. Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff here. Um, all right. So, you know, I said it was there was a lot of mashup between Empire and Return of the Jedi. One of the things that Ray really believed is that Kylo Ren could be turned back to the dark side of the light, and. Um, and she tells Luke, if you're not going to help me, then Kylo Ren is our last hope. That boy is our last hope. 
is is the line that Obi-Wan says to Yoda. And Ren basically says that to Luke about Kylo Ren, and she flies off to, to confront him and to change him. And that's, you know, what he's referring to. This will not go the way you want. Um, and we finally got to see Yoda. He, he appears as a force ghost, and it is a puppet. It's not CG. That was the best part of the movie, is that they used a puppet. And I'm, I'm almost positive, though, that what they did was actually pull footage out of Empire and Return of the Jedi and superimpose it into the scenes here. Because, you know, the last time they tried to recreate the Yoda puppet, we got that abomination in Phantom Menace that got replaced by the CGI Yoda. Um, but... This, regardless, this was the puppet Yoda, which was appropriate because, you know, if you think about this in terms of him as a character aging and progressing, you know, we have CGI Yoda in his prime in in the prequels, and then after being in exile for 20 years, you know, he's more decrepit, he's stiffer and moves differently. That's the puppet Yoda as he ages. And so the Force Ghost Yoda was the puppet. And, you guys, he used lightning. As a force ghost, a Jedi uses lightning. And um, that was really super cool. He does that to uh, burn the, the tree of knowledge, basically, where the uh, ancient Jedi scrolls are are kept. And this was, by the way, the Empire Yoda. The, the very playful, uh, fun-loving, elfish Yoda. Um, that was a real pleasant surprise. Um, let's see. We mentioned Vice Admiral Holdo, played by Laura Dern. She was tough. She was brave. She was badass. And while the rest of the fleet is trying to escape to this this hidden base, she's left on the uh, Rebel cruiser, the, the heavy cruiser, as the sole occupant, she's the admiral. The, the admiral goes down with the ship. And the the shields are failing. The, the fleet is not going to get away. She turns the ship to face the, uh, the Dreadnought Star Destroyer. Uh, Snoke's Star Destroyer. The, the, the Snoke's command ship. And she doesn't just ram the ship. She rams it at light speed. Cutting the ship in two. And the other Star Destroyers around it. It was one of the coolest endings for a character ever. Brave, strong, shocking, amazing to watch. It was awesome. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, we'll go back to that in a minute. Um, Alright, so... Let's talk about Snoke. A couple of the things that we were hoping to find out about was, um, you know, what, who Snoke was. And it turns out we never learn. Um, and I'm just going to tell you right now, this is the biggest spoiler of the whole movie. Snoke does end meet his end in this movie. Uh, cut in half by Kylo Ren, who... Um, You'll, you'll have to see the scene. I don't want to describe it because it's a really intense scene. But it's in Snoke's throne room. And Kylo Ren 
basically fulfills his role as a Sith apprentice by killing his master. That's the cycle of the Sith. And, you know, you think during the scene that Rey has succeeded in turning him back to the light side, and that is not what happens. Um, uh, uh, oh, that was the Superman theme. Sorry. Um, we we got to see the planet of Crate. That's where the uh, rebel hidden rebel base was. Uh, yes, the source of Crate dragons. We see some new animals. Um, the crystal foxes. That those were pretty cool. A um, couple of new characters in this movie that I really liked. Um, the the character of Rose. A lot of people have been. Uh, calling her an irritating character i really liked her a lot i liked her a lot she was a mechanic who uh, helped finn and fell in love with finn um helping him on a mission to find a uh, a coder poe dameron he is really turning into a great character the first film film uh, force awakens i could you know i could take or leave him but in this movie he's really coming into his own um one of my favorite scenes was the scene at the casino on canto bite i love that scene it had the scene of old vegas or the feeling of old vegas loved it um there there are a lot of other things in this movie but let me talk about aesthetics here for a moment because we are talking about the diesel punk podcast and diesel punk and how does this movie fit in um, first of all, it maintains the uh, aesthetics of the uh, space opera, the serials that George Lucas found inspiration from, you know, the Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers feeling, and the adaptation of that. We see, again, the New Order has so much of its inspiration from Nazi Germany, and those, uh, those scenes mirror that. But one direct one direct image that was definitely diesel punk was Snoke's throne room. If you've ever seen any film or recreations or pictures of the set of Orson Welles' Julius Caesar on Broadway, this scene in the in Snoke's throne room looked like Julius Caesar. Orson Welles' Julius Caesar. And if you'll remember, Orson Welles had set Julius Caesar in uh, Nazi Germany pre-World War I, or pre-World War II. But all of that Nazi imagery, the military imagery, that was all present in Snoke's throne room, and it felt like something Orson Welles would have created. And I, that, was, that was really, really cool. A cool nod to the diesel era. Um, and again, all throughout this, we see those aesthetics of the military industrial complex that was developed dur during the diesel era with that science fiction twist. Again, we talk about the aesthetics of the era, the 20s, 30s, and 40s into the 50s, and this had that all the way through. A uh, lot of great moments in this movie, but the best moment was when Luke finally commits himself to helping the rebels, and 
he faces Kylo Ren one-on-one. Um, if you saw the movie, and if you're listening to this, you did, you know that Luke never was actually there physically. He had become so powerful in the Force that he could project his astral self across the galaxy and manifest it in a physical form. And, and not just himself, but a lightsaber, the dice from the Millennium Falcon that he gives to Leia. He, and here we see the badass Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, Jedi Warrior, superhero facing Kylo Ren. And it was one of the best moments of any Star Wars film I've seen because this is the Luke Skywalker we've always wanted to see. And then to find out, you don't find out until the battle's done that the reason he's so badass is because he is that strong in the force that he is projecting himself from across the galaxy. And the movie ends with Luke um, becoming one with the force and vanishing. In isolation, he disappears. Now, will he appear as a force ghost later on? I hope so, because someone's got to continue Ray's training. Now, a couple of things that you might have missed the first time around. Ray saved the ancient Jedi texts that Luke was going to burn. We see those in the Millennium Falcon at the end. Um, there were a lot of people wondering about the relationship between Finn and Poe. You know, a lot of people campaigning for that to be a, a gay relationship. That was not manifested in this movie. As a matter of fact, just the opposite. The character of Rose that I told you about was desperately in love with uh, Finn. We see Finn caring deeply for Ray. Finn kisses Rose or Rose kisses Finn. Um, and he fights to save her life. Um, so I think that that conjecture about him and Poe should be over with. Um, however, Poe Dameron, I think, is going to step up as the leader of the Rebel Alliance in the final movie. Because now we've got Solo gone, Luke has become one with the Force, he's gone, and we know that Carrie Fisher you know, died after the making of this movie, so she will not appear in the final chapter. The other thing that I just want to talk about real quickly, and then we'll sign off, and I'll welcome your comments via email. Ray definitely cemented herself as the hero of this franchise. A lot of people were speculating that she would turn to the dark side, that she would, uh, or that she would become a gray Jedi, or wh whatever you want to call it. Um, she did not turn to the dark side. The opposite is true. She found amazing strength in the light uh luke mentions that she's stronger than any that he's seen before um and she demonstrates that power in a big big way all throughout this movie it was really fantastic i love ray my favorite all-time star wars character has become ahsoka tano from clone wars and rebels but Ray is quickly climbing up the ladder. Um, I, I love strong women. I have a 13-year-old daughter, and that kind of role model for me as a dad 
is a really positive one, and I'm, I'm really glad to see Ray becoming the hero that we knew she was. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of my general... There's a lot more that I could talk about. This movie was long. It was two and a half hours long. It maybe was a little bit long. I mentioned some of the pacing. It did drag a little bit at the beginning, the, you know, the first half of the film. But um, the second half of the movie was like a roller coaster ride. It was like the speeder bikes going through Endor through the end of the movie. Lots of great stuff. And um, I'm really happy with this movie. I'm really pleased. And uh, I think you guys should be too. Um, but I want to hear your comments. Send me an email at um, BigDaddyCool at BigDaddyCoolShows.com or feedback at DieselPunkPodcast.com. Either one will get to me. Um, and let me know what you think. Or you can post on my Facebook page at Big Daddy Cool Shows or at the Diesel Punk Podcast. Let us know what you think about my review. And uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? What did you like? What did you not like? I... I'm going to give this movie a solid four and a half out of five stars. I think it was a solid entry in the Star Wars saga. And um, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens at the end or at the, the next chapter. I will say this, my last thought. And, and this movie leaves you with hope. Unlike Empire Strikes Back, which kind of left you with a feeling of despair this movie leaves you feeling hopeful about the future and i i really like that i I left the theater with a smile on my face so uh, let me know what you think and that would be great also if you're listening to this podcast whether through the diesel punk podcast or standalone on tales from the flip side do me a favor go to itunes go to stitcher whatever platform you use google play and give us a five star rating and post a review post a five star review make it great and if you like the content that we're producing consider dropping a dollar, two dollars, or five dollars in our digital tip jar at patreon.com slash shows, or you can make a donation at dieselpunkpodcast.com. We're just asking for a couple of bucks in the tip jar. If you like what we do and you want to help us continue, that's a huge, huge help. couple of things before we leave. We got a couple of sponsors we want to talk about. Obviously, swap.com. Check them out. I, uh, I'm a big fan of their service. I'm using them now. Uh, go to swap.com and use promo code FLIPSIDE40 to take 40% off your first order. Also, check out audible.com. So if you want to get caught up on what has happened between the saga movies, before you go see The Last Jedi, go to audible.com, go to audibletrial.com slash dieselpoweredpodcast, and you can get a free audiobook. You can get Bloodlines, you can get Phasma, you can get any of the books that are in between the saga films for free, just for trying them out, audibletrial.com slash dieselpoweredpodcast. And that'll get you your free audiobook on us. And 
while you're at it, if you love Diesel Punk Media Comics, and uh, we know you do, uh, check out Comic Bento. They deliver a bento box, a mystery box of graphic novels to your mailbox every month. It's worth at least $50, and the Christmas box is going to be huge, at least $75 worth. You can get that at mycomicbento.com. That's mycomicbento.com. And while we're pitching stuff, check out magicsubscriptionbox.com. Use my promo code BDCMAGIC to get 50% off your first month. That, uh, that service is awesome as well. If you like magic like I do and you want to learn, magicsubscriptionbox.com. And, of course, if you're looking for a great gift for Christmas, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com. My book, Tales from the Flipside, The Adventures of Big Daddy Cool and the Bombshell Kittens. Or you can also get Magic You Can Do, my brand new magic book. Get them together. Give them as a gift. It would be awesome. Well, guys and gals, that is it for my review of The Last Jedi Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. And until the next time, remember to swing hard, swing often. We'll catch you on the flip side.